welcome to the Boutique Hotel News podcast, where we share the latest news, comment and opinion from across the sector, along with thought-provoking interviews with industry leaders. My name's Eloise Hansen, news reporter at BHN and host of this week's episode. Here, I'm joined with Danny Peccarelli, Managing Director at Exclusive Collection, where we talk about the changes made within the meetings and events space, reopening plans and the move towards digital. As a popular venue choice for the event sector, hotels will now have to seriously adjust their standard operating procedures in order to meet certain health and safety regulations. First of all, what trends are you preempting to shape the event space? So I think the the first important thing to say here is that we're, we're anything that we're doing we're creating an experience so we have to provide a safe experience and it's trying to provide that safety without taking away the experiential bit without making it feel like a a hospital Mm -hmm. so i suppose that the 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 real high level stuff that we're doing is a change of it's giving people much more space in in events we're privileged enough to work with some sports teams and they talk a lot about these biosecure environments so we can create mini environments where we give people more space Mm -hmm. their meeting rooms are private their where they eat can be private their toilets a really big question from uh, future future bookers is private that their air conditioning is private that that's been a really interesting learning curve for us you know where does is is the air the same air that's being recirculated into other meeting room space mm-hmm. so we, we've looked at every aspect of the journey given people the option of effectively isolating from other people used the masses of space and and outdoor space where possible to to our advantage and and then on top of that it's been about cleaning and and the 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 regimes the staff training cleaning we've introduced uh, fogging into the bedrooms which is quite a interesting concept it's a cross between a sprayer and a leaf blower but but effectively it puts a, a fine sort of chemical mist over a room that kills any any virus and those sort of details are quite important it's protocols we are will be screening our staff coming in with the temperature uh, check it's a retinal scanner so we know within 0.3 of a degree that our are the temperature of our staff and we'll be doing it with guests is is absolutely below the threshold mm-hmm. because the the safe environment if we're keeping our staff safe we're keeping our customers safe and if we're keeping our customers safe we're keeping our staff safe mm-hmm. yeah, I, th- I think the psychology is a really interesting one and, and and that customer behavior none of us really know how that's that's gonna change i think we've talked about that that some procedures that that are very visual so enhanced cleaning regimes Mm -hmm. but but making that 
visual because there is something about the psychology of reassuring your customers even though they won't see 99% of what you're doing to make them safe they, they those that are venturing out will want to feel reassured and want to feel safe and want to give their business to, to, to people that are making them feel safe and secure Mm -hmm. and um you've you've called this new era networking 2.0 do you think that the trends that we will see in the short term are going to last in the long term that that is a million dollar question (laughs) i mean there's no doubt that there will be some changes out of this and we 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 spend a lot of time talking about uh, don't like the term social distancing because a lot of reasons people come to hotels for a meeting for a a, a leisure stay it, it's to socialize mm-hmm. so we'd rather talk about physical distancing mm-hmm. um and so being able to socialize at a, a sensible physical distance so i think definitely for the foreseeable future it's back to this this piece about space people want more space they'll want reassurance that you are taking this seriously and and doing things about it whether it will get back exactly the same i'm sure we'll talk about digital in 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 a in a bit I, I think that the way we all interact with our guests will be different as well mm-hmm. the guests will have the option to have less human interaction i think in many many areas um and and small changes like we we won't take cash going forward because it's a risk mm-hmm. so that contactless payment a lot of people are already doing it but you know there are going to be so many small changes like that and those nuanced changes but 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 that take out the need to touch something or or if you want the option of getting too close to somebody mm-hmm. and going back to um events and conferences some would argue that smaller independent hotels are in a better position to capitalize on this demand given that there's going to be a likely limitation of attendees to begin with do you think that independent and boutique properties will look more towards the business traveler in this respect yes i I think it's also a function of countryside versus city as well Mm -hmm. because it's back to one of the ways a, a collection like mine can compete is on on space. You know, if if you are spending five hundred pounds in London for a room or five hundred pounds at a top hotel in the country, you're going to get more space. You know, mm. that's always been the case, and space is a premium. So I, th- I think it's a we we already 
compete in that business traveler in that that meetings that top end meetings market we've always been strong in that as well as upscale leisure so i think the, the answer to your question is yes the boutique hotel is going to be in a better position because of their space because of their locations and also to 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 a a degree this exclusivity if you want the ultimate security for your event mm -hmm. it, could, it could be a private event it could be a, a wedding it could be a a, a a birthday party but what better environment than to be able to take a property over mm -hmm. and not have anybody else in it so i think it's yes to boutique i, th I think it's also going to be a difference obviously very good friends with a lot of city centre and London centric hoteliers that they're, they're, they're going to have a tougher road to recovery. Mm -hmm. And what are your thoughts on the proposed 14 day quarantine period for international travellers coming into the UK? I, I think it depends on your your mix that there I don't think it's good for, for UK PLC full full stop from a very selfish point of view we've we've always marketed to the UK mm -hmm. market and have the vast majority of our, our our guests are UK we obviously do have some international conferences mm -hmm. but they're not they're not going to happen anyway in the short term because the people companies aren't allowing their guests that their, their, their employees to travel unless they really need to so i think it, it's we were very clear our marketing initially when we reopen is always was always going to be aimed at uk domestic and there will be an upside because as much as if people can't come into the country, people can't go out of the country. Mm -hmm. um, and so when we do open in the summer, there will be UK staycations and an uptick in, in that for, for the same reason that you can't come into the country. Mm -hmm. So let's talk now about your plans for reopening. I mean, are you aiming for July? And what are your expectations regarding the number of guests? The my, my, Yes, we're opening in July. We've got a provisional date at three properties of the 9th of July. We'll open some small areas before that. The, 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 there's a lovely heading in the last government document called personal care. So we have quite a strong membership base at our spas and our golf club and we will be offering uh, we've got a hairdresser at South Lodge and a spa at South Lodge we'll be offering manicure and pedicures initially to our members uh, both uh, to, to our membership base at Penny Hill and South Lodge in the spas and we would then roll that out on the night so the fourth we're allowed to, if the government stick to the the previous deadlines will be allowed to open those offerings then the ninth will open the manor house at castle coombe mm -hmm. because we've got the golf we've got loads of uh, of space there and um 
South Lodge and Penny Hill. And we've also looked at the the properties that can provide huge amount of space. So the, the manor's got uh, cottages, self self-contained cottages effectively. We've got lots of bedrooms at Penny Hill, South Lodge Manor with their own gardens, terraces, balconies, jacuzzis on the balcony. So I think it will play really nicely into what customer wants. In in terms of number of guests, when we won't open, we'll only open to residents to start off with, uh, residents and members, but I haven't got huge high expectations of occupancy and I, w I wouldn't want to give a number on occupancy because I just don't think initially it's going to be huge levels of occupancy but I'd rather be open mm -hmm. um, for, the, for the team's well-being and for, 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 for our sort of sanity and to, 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 to be out there learning back to this point about the customer's behaviour at least we'll be experiencing it and we won't have all of our food and beverage outlets when we first open we'll do a very limited offering in lots of different environments and we think room service is going to be really popular we, we're, we're planning the ability for, for guests to, to take picnics into our grounds um, and a really simple offerings that you can eat in the lounges in the in the bars once again utilizing that space we've got those nooks and crannies mm -hmm. so you don't have to sit near anybody else mm -hmm. so that two meter rule isn't doesn't feel quite so so stark in in terms of us laying out a restaurant two meters with tape i mean we obviously will reduce our capacity in restaurants but you don't have to sit in a restaurant you could go to a lounge or, or a drawing room somewhere in the in the building. Mm -hmm. We've been really very communicative with our our teams and very transparent that we don't know the volumes of business. We know it's going to be very different. We 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 send out. We've got an internal app that's uh, called beekeeper there's a cross between whatsapp and facebook and, and it it's we've been letting them know what we think we can open and then staffing it so we have opened golf because we've got a lovely golf course down at manor house and castle coombe but we were clear two weeks out that we weren't going to open the clubhouse primarily because we weren't allowed to open the clubhouse. We've got an Airstream mm -hmm. trailer. And then we, we've been talking to our teams about Flex. So the, 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 the GM of the hotel and, and, and the, the, the general manager of the golf club have been in the Airstream trailer cooking bacon, bacon baps for, for our, for our uh, 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 visitors. And so that flexibility, so the, entire teams aren't going to come back on day day one mm -hmm. and we every hotel in the in the country is going to be needing more flexibility from their teams mm -hmm. because you could be serving a picnic yeah. one minute or delivering room service the next or 
that the, the check-in procedure will have changed so you know if you're a porter used to taking bags to the rooms well guests we, we're not allowing in our protocols for uh, staff to take bags to rooms because the guests won't want it and we don't want to put our teams at risk so mm -hmm. you know those porters are going to have to do something different to 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 to, to fit in with the new the, the new protocols mm -hmm. and we've kind of alluded to the um move towards digital and i know that pre-covid customers were looking for a, a highly personalized service and experience and now all of a sudden we're warming up to the idea of automation becoming the new minimum standard so with the hotel industry becoming more digitally empowered do you think this might influence expectations of five-star luxury? It's, it's, it's a good question. I've always believed in giving our customers choice, and I think digital is going to become a much bigger, bigger part of that choice. We're working, our PMS provider is, is a company called Heart, and we um, they're working very hard on on a digital platform and app so that the customer has the choice of ordering food in a restaurant from sitting at a table and if they don't want to interact with a team member being able to order their food from a table we we will we're, we're all having to make sort of changes of how we perceive luxury to be where we're trying to find a very elegant way of putting a number on a table so it doesn't look like a pub with a sticker on the table but at the end of the day a guest can sit at a table and order food via via the app but also i think there's a few old school solutions in there because we've been talking about do we when we when we're serving food or, or giving a menu to actually taking a chalkboard over it's real old school but with six starters six main courses six puts on and talking about a special but you know big old-fashioned chalkboard and guests having a look and then saying verbally oh i really fancy the dover sole today please can i have that and then you haven't broken the the the, the social distancing rules so i, I think yes digital is going to become a much more bigger part of luxury and it's back to giving the customer that choice some customers are going to seek not to have to have as little interaction as possible but i also feel part of luxury part of what we offer is that it's back to that experiential piece and having a, a really good chat with someone engaging but it might have to be physically distance not socially distance <laughs> and given the huge emphasis on touchless hospitality how do you see this playing out across the hotel sector i think some some operators are going to use it as a means of just reducing staff levels mm -hmm. um, and changing customer customer behavior it's going to become more the norm as we we discussed especially around especially around food ordering especially around 
all the common touch points you know, being able to get to your room without actually going to a reception desk mm-hmm. getting into your room using your phone without having spoken to anybody is all going to become the, the the norm thanks for listening to the boutique hotel news podcast if you'd like to keep up to date with industry news head on over to boutiquehotelnews.com and sign up to our twice weekly newsletter Boutique Hotel News is part of the international hospitality media portfolio. This November, we launched the Urban Living Festival 2020 in London. We're inviting urban innovators and investors at the cutting edge of contemporary hospitality and real estate to look to the future and collectively define where we stay, live and work. Visit urbanlivingfestival.com for more details.